It is the E before the Major League season in terms of the Cardinals season and the home opener tomorrow as they'll take on the Pirates. And as we do every Wednesday, Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with DannyMac.com, Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. Hey, Brian, great to uh, hear your voice. How are we doing? I'm doing great, Dan. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm excited about tomorrow. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that very quickly because, you know, I always say that you're into the minor leagues, and, and that is true. I mean, you do an amazing job covering all levels of the minor leagues, but you've got a keen eye for watching Major League Baseball as well. So Albert Pujols will be in the lineup. Wayno's on the mound. Yachty behind the plate. Hall of Famers, 16 of them will be there. Um, what do you think this is going to be like in terms of some of the hall of, or some of the uh, opening days that you've seen? Well, I think you know it's the first time in what three years that there'll be opening capacity, full capacity on opening day. Uh, hopefully, the weather will you know hold up and be beautiful, and the stands will be full, and you'll you know you'll have the mix of not only the experienced guys that you talked about, but a number of players who've been around a couple of years but haven't had the opportunity for the full treatment. So it should be really exciting for the players, and of course the fans. I mean. That is just going to be uh, cra- probably crazier than ever. And the Red Jackets and the Clydesdales and just everything about opening day is just such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the fact, you know, this is probably one of the, the side few side benefits from the lockout, and that is that the Cardinals were originally scheduled to open on the road, but now um, they'll be, you know, be able to open at home, which is wonderful. Do you get nostalgia? I mean, do you have it? Do you get nostalgic about uh, opening days like this? Does it take you back to your childhood or your parents or going to the ballpark, that kind of thing? Yeah, and for me, it even even more so when when Bob Gibson and Lou Brock were still with us, because those were the players that I you know remember most from my youth, and you know just, you know seeing the the great all the great Cardinal legends. But it you know there's a special place in my heart about number twenty and number forty five, and uh, you know both them being gone is, is still tough. As as with Red and and um, you know all all the Cardinals that have left us in recent years. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's get into this. One of the things that was posted. <laughs> yesterday on your site was the fact that the Cardinals are kind of in the middle of the pack in the rankings of the minor leagues. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah. And you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the national entities that, that, uh, that rank prospects because, uh, you know, I, I have all I can do to keep track of the Cardinals to tell you the truth. And, you know, for the entities like baseball America and prospectus and all to rank 30 farm systems and do it credibly is a, is a tremendous effort. So I go through every year and have a three part series. One is we look at the, the various Cardinals top tens, uh, and compare them and look at how we're different from them. And then we look at the national top 100s and the Cardinals that are in the national rankings. And then the, the final article is the one you mentioned, which is look and see where the farm system, Cardinal farm system ranks. And the Cardinals have really been consistent in terms of where they've been for the last, oh, like eight years. They've been somewhere between 13 and 17 in what I call the composite rankings. And what I do is I take five, uh, five of the major sites that rank the systems and basically just average their scores together and compare the Cardinals to other systems. And this year, the last three years, they've been ranked right in the middle, number 15. Um, and, you know, that's a reflection of um, the fact that the Cardinals really don't draft early ever. They're going to draft, I think, 22nd this year. And, you know, they have to work extra hard to find the talents, the Jordan Walkers and the Nola Gormans, you know, late in the first round. But, you know, they've done a, a credible job of it over time. But um, they're there's a lot more volatility in the other NL central teams in terms of their uh, prospect rankings, because the Cardinals want to compete every year. And as we see right now, teams like the Cubs and the Reds have sold off uh, or let go a number of major league players and they've taken on prospects as a result. And so their farm systems improve. But I mean, 
Do you want to be a Pirates that, that you know, range anywhere from number one to number seven farm system and just be mediocre on the fields? You, you really can't. So the Brewers at the other end, they're, you know, they're in the bottom five or six, uh, but they, you know, gave up a number of prospects to get major leaguers. And the Brewers have obviously, you know, they're defending division champions. And bottom line, what matters is what the major league club does, not what farm system rankings are. Boy, you know, you, you mentioned the Pirates, and you can look at Baltimore, and there's a few other teams where, boy, a $100 million floor for salary would make a big difference. Um, you oh, know, the you, Oakland A's? Yeah. I mean, my gosh. You know, that that all of a sudden, you may not win 90 games, but you might win 70. You might be more competitive, and I, I think there's an argument to be to be made about that. Yeah, I really do, too. And the, this is a point that the players were on for some time. You know, the overall competitiveness of the game suffers. And that was a big... You know, listen, I, I think we all have our feelings about the Bud Selig regime one way or the other, but I will say that one of the things that Selig really tried to do was to push competitiveness across the, the nature. And, and I'm not talking about increasing the number of wild cards. I'm talking about making sure that everybody is trying to win. Period. End of story. Let's uh, let's make it competitive for the fans and for the players and everybody that's involved in the game. Um, all right, Brian, let's get into – we know the rosters have been set at the levels that uh, are, are, are all levels, major league, minor leagues. Uh, let's go through some of the bigger names or some of the, the names that caught your eye in terms of either moving up or not moving at all. Well, certainly starting with St. Louis, and most folks know this already, Andre Palante, who we've ranked as the number 13 prospect coming into the year. You know, a lot of folks said, hey, where'd this guy come from? He came out of nowhere. Well, he was a fourth-round draft pick in 2019 and somebody that – that we've been watching uh, a long, long time. And he's, uh, you know, he's got a, a decent fastball. The fastball has improved in velocity and a strong curveball and a slider. So he's got a really good three-pitch offering, a pretty good command as well. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a starter at the major league level, but uh, Palante making the team uh, over a number of other worthy competitors uh, says a lot because, you know, he only very briefly touched uh, – uh, triple uh, a he wasn't there a long time he spent the vast majority of last year in at springfield and then you know finished in, with a strong showing in the arizona fall league how about some other levels and we'll start at low a and then high a and so on and so forth yeah low a um low a palm beach um a couple of exciting names jeremy rivas a, a shortstop uh international signee a few years ago looked really really good in camp uh, has leadoff potential and then uh, osvaldo tovalin uh, was just a 10th rounder, a guy that didn't get a lot of attention last year's draft, but uh, hit some really hard balls in uh, spring training. He's a third baseman. Uh, those are a couple of the guys uh, who made Palm Beach. One guy that, that hoped to see there but uh, didn't make the team was uh, Trajan Fletcher, who was the Cardinals' second rounder a few years ago, and he's uh, struggled with injury and hasn't been on the field much, And uh, but he's going to be with the group of others that will stay behind in extended spring training. In terms of the other levels, what do you have? Well, Peoria Chiefs, uh, the first rounder last year, Michael McGreevy, who started in the um, Florida Complex League, got his feet on the ground, then pitched a, a bit with Palm Beach, but was only throwing one in at a time because he threw uh, you know, his full college season. Michael McGreevy will be among those at the top of the Peoria rotation. Uh, Gordon Graceffo, who's an underrated guy who opened a lot of eyes at camp when he hit triple digits on the gun, uh, will be at Peoria, as well as Levi Prater, who is a lefty who uh, folks know who was taken a couple years ago. That's great promise. And then uh, shortstop Mason Wynn will also be on the Peoria. He'll be back with Peoria. He spent the majority of the year with Palm Beach, came up to Peoria later in the summer, um, continued to play strong defense, Mason Wynn, uh, but didn't hit as much as he needed to probably to earn the promotion to double-A Springfield. However, 
his mate in the uh, 2020 draft, Jordan Walker, did show that. And Walker, people who subscribed to Cardinal Nation could see the working rosters that were in camp. And Jordan Walker was working with Memphis and, you know, before St. Louis made all their cuts. So, it, you know, Jordan Walker had impressed enough. Now he's made the double-A team uh, out of spring camp. Uh, Connor Lund, who's an underrated uh, right-hander, is going to be there. Freddie Pacheco, the hard-throwing right-hander who made the 40-man, he's still going to go back to Springfield a while and, and work on his control. Catcher Julio Rodriguez, who we saw, uh, you know, one of the last cuts in spring camp, and uh, very, very strong defensively. He just needs to hit a little more. Delvin Perez is back with uh, shortstop. Delvin Perez is back with Springfield. And then Malcolm Nunez, who uh, has been a third baseman, but he's moved over to first, it looks like, this year, with Jordan Walker taking over third. Because we care, your trusted source for basement do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair is Stratum. Hey, it's Dan McLaughlin, and I want to remind you about Rottler. It is pest season, and that means you need to go to the most trusted pest control company in the Midwest, and that is Rottler. Rottler.com. In terms of uh, Mason Wynn, how much are they going to allow him to continue to be a a two-way player? It seems like the word is, and I didn't see him throw it all this spring, it seems like the the two-way thing has kind of been put on the back burner. I mean, he only threw one inning last year, and so I I think they're going to, because, you know, it's a challenge, Dan. When you've got a guy who's a two-way player, unless his pitching and his defense and hitting are all kind of progressing at the same level, you, you've got a guy who you want to move up, but yet maybe his pitching, he isn't ready to pitch to that level. So I think the Cardinals want to get Mason Wynn to the major leagues more quickly, and so it seems like he's going to focus on shortstop. And he is such a tremendous athlete of all the you know, tools – kind of get thrown around indiscriminately when talking about prospects, but Wynn really is probably the most toolsy player. I mean, he's just a tremendous athlete, can run, uh, you know, throw, uh, covers a lot of ground defensively. He's just a, a very, very strong player, but he needs to, you know, continue to grow with the bat, and he will. Jordan Walker, uh, not too many uh, times, not very often, does a 19-year-old ascend all the way to double A. so this is pretty exciting. Yeah, Dan, that's something I want to go back and do some research because it is a very rare situation where a teenager – you know, can, can reach that level, especially in today's game. And Jordan Walker has impressed at every turn. I watched him play quite a bit in spring training at third base because, you know, I was kind of waiting to see when the card when and if the Cardinals, you know, decide to start diversifying him to maybe the first base, maybe the outfield. It hasn't happened yet, but I still think it will. But, you know, the bat's going to be what's going to carry Jordan Walker to the major leagues. And, We've seen a lot of players get to double A in those ballparks in the Texas League and the pitching there and really, really break out. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. As good as Jordan Walker's year was last year, I think he could do even better in double A and maybe even triple A later this year. And, you know, that could put him on track to be in St. Louis sometime in 2023. I, I don't think that's a crazy thought at all. The thing is, everywhere they push him, he he responds. So, you know, until he hits that ceiling at some point and it takes a while to adjust – uh, there's no we you know no reason to keep him back. Just keep pushing him. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch and see. I imagine he'll be in the middle of the Springfield uh, Springfield batting order, and you know with uh, Perez at the top, Perez is a good leadoff man, and Nunez uh, in the lineup. Um, uh, Todd Lotz, another guy that I didn't talk about. He was our um, he was our emerging player of the year last year. 
uh, did a really nice job. He sort of got overshadowed by Wynn and, and Jordan Walker, but Todd Lotz, a first baseman corner outfielder, plays well. And then they also have a couple guys, newcomers on the Memphis, or excuse me, on the Springfield roster. A guy named Moises Gomez, who was a prospect in the Tampa Bay system, reached for agency. But I saw Moises Gomez hit some balls in the spring training as well that looked pretty good. So Springfield, you know, should have a good offense. The pitching, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. In uh, terms of Memphis and AAA, any surprises there? Not really any surprises, but I mean, other than the guys who didn't make St. Louis, but I mean, you know, very, very experienced roster. I mean, there's uh, TJ Zoik is going to be, you know, be the opening night starter Then Libertor. Certainly we'll see um, left-hander Zach Thompson, probably Rondon. Uh, They've got a, they've got a wealth of good arms. Of course, Jake Walsh out of the bullpen, Junior Fernandez. Uh, Basiakovich, who who really uh, impressed in camp as well. Then you've got Johan Oviedo, and uh, so they've got got a lot of arms in Memphis. And of course, the catchers, Ivan Herrera, uh, one of the top prospects in the system, and Ali Sanchez, who you know folks don't seem to know a lot about, but he's a darn good catcher as well. And then the infield, you've got just <clears throat> pretty much all stars everywhere: Luke and Baker, Brendan Donovan, of course, Nolan Gorman. And then in the outfield, uh, Alec Burleson, who you know played very well in spring camp as well. So the Springfield, uh, excuse me, the Memphis team has, has got a lot of uh, very interesting players, and I I think they're gonna they're gonna have a good season this year. The Memphis Rippers. You know, you didn't mention uh, Connor Thomas, and he pitched against the Mets last week. It was a, a rain game, and so they uh, you know put the major leaguers on the backfields, and they said, okay, and he's a lefty, not very big, doesn't throw very hard, but what I loved about him, he was going against the Mets major leaguers. They had traveled from uh, Port St. Lucie, so they're in their lineup, and I-, I thought he did a really nice job, Brian. Strike thrower, got ground balls, efficient. I- I'd keep an eye on him. You're right, Dan, and you know I, that you're, it was an omission that I didn't mention Connor Thomas. As you said, he not only performed well in camp, but there were those who thought he was maybe going to be the last man on the roster and he could have been that third left-hander in the bullpen. He's not yet on the 40-man roster, but I think that that's going to happen. We're going to see Connor Thomas um, you know, in the major leagues uh, this year, and there's no doubt about it. And there's a number of guys. He's our, Thomas is our number 24 prospect uh, at the Cardinal Nation Top 50. And you know, there's just a number of guys here that will be – you know, jockeying to get on the 40-man roster and get their chance with St. Louis this year. So I have a lot of people that either tweet at me or text me or uh, email me. You can email questions if you have those for Brian Walton, dan at scoopswithdannymac.com. And we had a uh, – and this is a good question because I, I was curious about this too, and I should have been asking you about this the last couple of weeks, but uh, hopefully I'm getting this right. But Mark Stoll uh, wanted me to ask you, Brian, and hopefully I get the name right, but Juan Bincho – um, who is signed, uh, I guess it was, it's been a couple of months now, but uh, a lot of fanfare with this young man because of his power. What did you see in spring training? Yeah, Juan Bincho was the, the probably uh, the most notable per, the list, uh, person among the 12 signees that the Cardinals made on January 15th when it was the, uh, when it was the start of the international period. And uh, Juan Bincho, uh, of course, out of Korea, 18 years old. He really, really wanted to come to – uh, the U.S. and play. It's very unusual for uh, high school players from the East to come to America. Typically, they play in, in Korea or Japan, one of those leagues first. But he came to the U.S., participated in showcases, uh, exhibited very, very good power, and he was a guy that Matt Slater, a special assistant for the Cardinals, had his eye on for a long time and invested in building the relationships necessary to convince Juan Bin Cho that he should come and join the Cardinals. Uh, he, he was uh, playing uh, at the... Um, at the low, at the single A level in camp, 
Uh, he didn't make the team yet, but, you know, again, he's still very young, and some more time in spring training would be of value. I, he happened to get hit in the head, uh, I think, the second day I was there, and then he sat out the rest of the time. He told me he was okay. Uh, he, had, he has a full-time interpreter with him uh, as well. But, um, you know, he told me he was okay, and uh, they didn't seem to think it was serious. Of course, he went out for all tests. But I think, again, Cho is a guy who will be in, will be in – um, uh, extended spring training, but if he, you know, shows the kind of skills that he has, he'll be the kind of player that will probably get a promotion up into Palm Beach sometime during the summer. Hey, Danny Mac for Ryan Kelly. Most of us have spent so much time in the house over the last several months, and you've been thinking, time for a change, new home, improvement. Do it with Ryan Kelly. He is the home loan expert. He'll get you in the new home you want in just a few short weeks. The five-minute loan approval, only available at thehomeloanexpert.com. Lordo's Diamonds for engagement rings, wedding bands, watches, fashion jewelry. It's all at lordosdiamonds.com. It's more than a tagline. It's their everyday ambition. Lordo's Diamonds, your family's jeweler for life. See more at lordosdiamonds.com. All right, uh, what are you working on right now at thecardinalnation.com? Well, we're going to kick off our daily minor league notebooks where we recap all the games, have uh, links to box scores and the probable pitchers for the next day. We've got our team reporters lined up for all the Cardinals minor league affiliates, Memphis, Springfield, Peoria, Palm Beach, and they'll be uh, providing in-depth reports from the ballparks uh, each week. And we've got a special offer. Decide to celebrate the opening of the minor league season by having a bundle, by having a package for new subscribers, annual subscribers to the Cardinal Nation. I'm going to give you 25% off on your subscription if you buy the, the uh, annual subscription and the Cardinals Prospect Guide book. And I'll tell you, I've never had a 20, 25% offer before, and it's there's no better time than the start of the season to get a quarter off the uh, subscription price of the site. It is worth it. Believe me, I use it all the time. Hey, Brian, thanks. We'll catch up next Wednesday and enjoy opening day tomorrow. Same to you, Dan. How many uh, years in a row is this for you now? Uh, 25. This is year number 25. 20. That's wonderful. Congratulations to you. I appreciate it. It's uh, It's been a hell of a run, and it's been a lot of fun, and I haven't worked a day in my life, Brian, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people would uh, would love to have your job. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you up next week. Bye now.